right, let's do this. Up and running. All right, we're here in, in Banos, Ecuador at the Selena Hostel. Yeah. So you're Suzanne. Su Susan? Suzanne. 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 Yeah. Okay. So you're originally from the Netherlands, but you've been living in, in Interlaken. Tell me about why you, so you've been working in Poyo for the last, what, year? No, 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 no. Past month? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Why did you decide to come to Poyo? All right. Um, so why did I decide to come to Puyo? Um, so I was running a business, um, and the business is about um, teaching people how to work remotely. And uh, I've been doing it for quite a few years, and then COVID bumped in, and um, yeah, we're, we're like exploding. A lot of mm. people wanted to know how it worked, what to do, uh, because it's not really an easy easy way of just grabbing your laptop and go work somewhere else there's yeah. a lot more to that needs to um, needs to be adapted because like we've been working in this in this way of living like you know from eight to five like uh, we have only well you guys in america have two weeks of holidays mm -hmm. we have three weeks of holidays <laughs> in europe <laughs> um, but it's all like going to the office is if you're going to the office then you're working that's basically like a bit the the very direct way to say it and now with being not in the office a lot of people they um they got into problems with like burning out like they don't know how to handle it because they're stuck with their mind in this same um structure as we right. have done for many years um so since covid happened i was sort of it was getting a bit trendy the remote working and i didn't really like the way um i just it is a bit too like oh I can work remotely so yeah that's what I'm going to do but it's more the personal development and the, really the skill to know what you want instead of what the, com uh, the society wants you to do um, and um, so that's that's what I always said about working remotely but with COVID it sort of got a different direction mm. for a lot of people and um, yeah, so a lot of people are quite disconnected with themselves. They don't really know what they really want, from, right. like from the inner self. They're more like, uh, this is what society wants. And they think it's the same what they want. Right. And Has that been a journey for you? How have you figured that out for yourself? Um, well, a few years. <laughs> I started working remotely like about eight years ago. And I started because I really wanted to have the freedom just to go and travel. And along the way, I figured out that it's way more than just grab your laptop and travel. Like you need to know how, what's good for you. Right. For you. Um, and so, yeah, I did, I did a lot of research in it. I did a lot of um, workshops, courses, everything. I followed quite a bit and um, I'm, like still I'm on it. I mean, it's, it would be weird if, if you have been living in this, yeah, how do you call it? Like bubble that the society right. created. Um, like I'm 32, like I've been living in that bubble for many, many years. So it's really hard to switch it around like yeah. in your own mind, but also with all the people around you and stuff like that. So it's been a journey and it still is a journey. Um, but um, yeah, with my business, I want to make people aware of that it is their own journey and they have to choose their own choices. Right. How do you help people? Um, so we do it in different ways. So it can be like one-on-one. -on -one. But um, I prefer actually like in bigger groups because a lot of people feel very lonely in their thoughts of like they have the idea they're, they're different 
uh, because mm-hmm. they have these thoughts and they want to change, uh, but the whole society around them, they're, they're stuck in the eight to five uh, right. rhythm. Um, so yeah, I think it's good to work with more people and then um, you know, consulting, coaching, um, a lot of assignments, figure out stuff. Um, yeah. Right. And so you were telling me a little about, you were saying like what drew you in was like the disconnect between people working remotely and then nature. How have you kind of combined those two? Well, um, to be honest, I got into a burnout last year as well. And um, it was actually, I thought it was quite funny in the end, not at that moment, (laughs) in the end. Uh, Because for a lot of people, I had everything. Like, I had the best job. Right, on paper. On paper, exactly. Like, I could go wherever I wanted to go. I had a Mm -hmm. good running business. Um, I was, um, I moved, just moved to Switzerland as well. uh, The place where I always wanted to be because I love outdoors. Um, So on paper, like, I had everything. And then I, and then I got into the burnout. Um, yeah, quite a bad one, to be honest. And then I figure out that you can have everything which you would like to have, but as long as you're not connected with yourself, right. you're, you basically don't have anything. Mm. So um, I figure out in Switzerland, and you know you've been there, the mountains are magical yeah. there, yeah. <laughs> um, that during my burnout, just go almost every day outside, hike, walk, climb, whatever right. I feel like. And um, that I sort of got back into like, yeah, I don't know, it felt like more, it felt better, everything is more aligned. I felt like, oh, this is what I want. Right. And this is not what the society expects from me and you know, what I need to do and what I need to reach and everything. And, and to be honest, like all the things that I've reached so far, uh, I still love them. Mm-hmm. But there is a change inside of me and that, that like I enjoy them way Gee, more than amazing. before. So. Do you think that element of like getting outside and that nature piece, do you think that is for everybody or do you think everybody kind of has to create their own type of thing that works? I think um, everyone walks his own path. But I do think that for everyone, nature is, like we're, we're part of nature. It's not that we're, we're better or, no, we are, we're the same like the animals. We're the same as the trees. Right. We're part of this earth. Yeah. And, and we, I think a lot of, we created the idea that we're above it and that we are more than it. And um, so yeah, no, I think being part of it is 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 definitely the key. Yeah, yeah. I like that thought because it's like that's it's going back to like your true self. Like you can't escape enjoying nature. Like that's just like an no. inherent thing that humans like. So yeah. I I yeah, think true. that's pretty spot on. Yeah. What has Puyo been been like for you? Right, so um, I went to Puyo to a community there that. Um, um, that helps reforesting the Amazon, um, and they do that while with a holistic center. So they, with a holistic, holistic center, they create money, they create mm-hmm. income, and with that, they reforesting the forest. Um, I got on their vision, like about reforesting. That was I was like, wow, that's amazing already. And then um, the holistic part behind it is very close to what I just said. Like you know, like. We go really quickly to coaches and, you know, like to do, oh, but if you do this, then you're, you'll be fine. And we, we get it, trying to get the answer 
at um, from other persons mm. so I go to the coach he will fix me up like you know like I will go do this workshop and then I will be fine but these are like quick fixes like bandages on a wound but as long as you don't heal the wound from the inside and cure like really take care of it then right. you won't you won't heal it so okay uh, so you have so you're saying like you have all the tools and and abilities within yourself to, to heal yourself yes the only thing that we don't do is to stop to like push the the button the stop button and pause and just listen to ourselves right. we just continue running 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 and even go to coach and you're running and then you go to coach okay thanks for the information and you continue running right. instead of like let it sink in and really think what do I want how do I want and listen to your body and um, so that's one of the things for me in Puyo like um, slow down as well and but also see what kind of options there are to get more connected to nature mm. in a different way that we're not used to anymore in the Western world. Right. Have there been methods that have worked for you well in Puyo that you've learned and like become and started to use more? Um, well, <laughs> it was actually really funny. I arrived in Puyo and like two days after I arrived, we got into a huge massive storm. It's so big that like the whole community was, um, how do you say that? Like uh, we're not connected to the world anymore. We didn't have electricity. We didn't have Wi-Fi. Really? Yeah. Um, and that was like the electricity got back after two or three days, but the Wi-Fi was out for like a full week. And over there, like, Yes, you can take the bus, you know, but right. it's like it's a half an hour to get to the city and stuff like that. So we were really remote and away from everything. And it's sort of even like even though I'm really slowed down already, it slowed me like down and I got a lot of resistance there. Um, because I was like, oh, I want to do something and come on, like, you right. know, I want to learn something. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, well, you know, we can't do much now. <laughs> Just enjoy the environment. And then. Yeah, and then I figured out that, the, like, I don't know, after three days or something, my mind was getting so fucking creative. Um, <laughs> really? I, yeah, like, I wrote down, like, a whole week program in, like, one day for, for my business. Right. And I was, like, flowing. I was, like... <laughs> <laughs> so what was the lesson from that experience? Well, the lesson was that uh, we have a lot of distractions. Right. <laughs> and by really slowing down and listen and, you know, get to the base, basically. Mm. I did during these days also a lot of meditations and because there was not much to do you know I read a lot I wrote a lot like right. really basic stuff and then I was like oh yeah I got I got back to yeah the the basics basically Jeez. yeah what has South America been like for you what were your expectations going into it and what is it what has reality been all right so I've been many multiple times in in, in Latin America and I always I always love it I, why uh, why? Yeah, good question. Um, it, it's a love-hate relation, I think. It is the non-structure that's here. Yep. And, <laughs> and it's that. like, you know, you think you go this way, but I'm not. You're definitely <laughs> going that way. And you think you can expect this, but you're not. Right. It's changing all the time. So it... Um, yeah, you just have to be in a moment because if you want to plan too much, if you go want to go too much forward and do too much in ahead, then it doesn't work. And that's definitely something we do in the Western world, but here it doesn't work. So you just have to be in the moment and just flow with what happens and just be flexible and right. that's it. Right. Um, so that's what I love about South, uh, South America, besides the dancing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, 
Yeah, and uh, I, what I, one of the reasons why I came back to Latin America again is that um, there are a lot of, way more people here that are very poor, they don't have much, uh, but they're still very happy with what they have. Um, and I think that's something we can learn from as well. Like we live in a very, yeah, like a world with a lot of material and you know gaining that, and people don't have that here, and they still like. I'm pretty sure most of them are more happy than we are. Right. Um, so yeah, it's something also I think special and to see. Uh, what can we do to move closer to that happiness? Um, well, the, I think the first step is. Uh, is stepping out of the, the society, what the society created, and start listening to yourself. So literally press that stop button and just don't mm. do anything for a while. <laughs> right. Yeah, back to what you said. It's like creating the thing, the lifestyle that works for you, not just what's been prescribed yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. But in that, we think, like I fell in that in that trick as well. Like I thought I made my whole life. I thought it was me, and even then I was not right. right. So it is really, it is a. It's not a, a process that you can do create like in a month. It is definitely a learning process. We've been away so so long from yeah. who we are in essential are. So yeah, it's 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 a journey. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. I was going to say, we should have introduced you as an Olymp oh, what, you're a gold medal winning um, rafter, whitewater yeah. rafter. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. All right. Well, it's been uh, the first world champions that I did was in 2011. These ones were in Costa Rica. Uh, also the first time I got in Latin America as well. Um, it's been... Um, uh, it's been a, a very interesting journey. If I think about it, like how that went, it's it was really pushing the limits. Like I was, um, like I was training six days a week, and we didn't got any money from the government, so we also had to work full time to to cover the costs. Um, and I loved it. It was amazing. It was. Um, it's, it's been such an amazing journey. I've been to so many places. I saw so many different cultures, um, but also like being on a river, that's for me like, like for saying being in nature, I love being in nature, but being on a river, like river flows. River can right. be like really strong. River can be really soft. Like, you know, the balance, it balances it out mm. so good. Um, uh, so yeah, I really love it. And um, Why do you think you were drawn to the sport? You said a little bit about the river yeah. and, and that aspect of it, but what else, what else attracted you? I, first of all, I love sports. That's it. <laughs> and I never, I've never really practiced rafting before. I just got into it by coincidence, basically, and I, I, I had sort of skills for it. Mm. Um, but I think, um, I think it's also the the diversity of the sport. So it has like four different. Um, uh, how do you call that? Uh, four different parts. Like right. the, so you got sprint, head to head, slalom, and a down river. And they're very diverse. Like sprint is very short, very explosive. But the down river, for example, is very long. It's very like one half hour down the river. And slalom is like um, really technical. So it has like um, yeah, a lot of different aspects that mm -hmm. comes into the sport. And yeah, just 
Well, rafting is, it is on rivers, it is on beautiful spots. Like it's always, yeah, like my first in Costa Rica, that was in the jungle. Like Jeez. it was like, we did like the down river for one half hour and then we still had to float for an hour to get out of the river. That was the only right. spot where we could get out. And right. you just look around and you're like, wow, it's so amazing. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it has, it has uh, the beauty, like the really beautiful parts of it. And that's really the, like the motivation and the strong and the masculine uh, energy, like really pushing. Uh, so I thought there was a very nice combination right. between uh, those. Yeah. That's awesome. Th thank you. That was that was an excellent interview. <laughs> You're welcome.